You're listening to Fit Girl Talk Radio with your host, Sarah Thomas. Sarah has been a nationally certified personal trainer since 2010, specializing in women's fitness, has a bachelor's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology, and is an IPE bikini pro bodybuilder, all while being a wife, a mom, business owner, and frequent traveler. In each episode, Sarah and her guests will discuss all things related to self-growth, health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition. So grab a coffee, get comfy, and join Join them for some Fit Girl Talk. Hey guys, I'm your host, Sarah Thomas, and I am so excited you tuned in to Fit Girl Talk Radio today. We have on an awesome, awesome guest. Her name is Shanae Momoko, and she is all the way um, in the Bay Area near San Francisco, Oakland, um, California. And she is a retired WBFF Bikini Pro, and she currently works with um, women online um, doing programs, um, whether it's currently competing, I think. You work with current competitors? Uh, yes and no. I was working with a lot of competitors, but um, I just recently made like a big pivot in my business. Yes. So now I know she mainly focuses on people um, after the diet and working on mindset and self-love and um, sustainable lifestyle, really um, healthy lifestyle and healthy weight. Um, And I'm going to let her talk all about that. But first, (laughs) more importantly, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are um, outside of health and fitness? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. So like Sarah said, my name is Shanae. It's hard to say. <laughs> Think of it like Shanae-nay. Um, I'm 28. I live in the Bay Area. I've got five animals, actually. I have four dogs and a cat. So I love, um, I just have always like wanted to be a mom. So I just like gravitate very naturally towards being a mom a ba- of fur babies right now. Um, outside of health and fitness, I mean, I've actually have a lot of little hobbies that I do. I just recently started boxing. I love sewing. I love baking. I like doing puzzles. Um, so, you know, when I'm not in the gym training my clients or on video calls or, you know, doing stories on Instagram, I'm really just like a big homebody, uh, with my husband. Um, yeah, so that's kind of me outside of health and fitness. Um, I got into health and fitness actually in 2012, I would say I was like a junior, senior in college. And I gained like that freshman 15 that everyone talks about. Um, and you know, growing up, I just wasn't really that into sports. I mean, I did karate when I was little, so, um, I didn't really know how to work out and it kind of hit me when um, I actually had a big fight with an ex-boyfriend and he called me fat. And that's what spurred me to start working out. So it's not the most beautiful story, but working out was the one thing that I started to do for myself as a recovering people pleaser. You know, I just always did everything for everybody else. So working out was like my first me time. So fast forward to senior year, I competed in my first bodybuilding show. I got first place in my pro card and it was one of the most empowering journeys that I had ever been on. And I didn't know what I wanted to do growing up. I just knew I wanted to help people. So 
I just had this random major. So after I graduated, I just decided to be a personal trainer and I went full force into that. And that was seven years ago now. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Um, So yeah, I've just been doing that. I, um, you know, started off at a corporate gym and then I moved into private training and then um, I got back into competing myself. So um, in 2015, I went back into the pro circuit. What kind of happened, like really what's started my journey of where I am at today, the pivotal moment was I had a coach who basically starved me. I had a meal plan of 10 different foods to eat off of. And I did that for six months. And, you know, in the middle of that, I developed a binge eating disorder and I never had an eating disorder growing up. I'm half Japanese, half Mexican. So we love food and it's very family oriented and there's nothing like my mom didn't diet. There's nothing like that at my house. So it really was the meal plan. And, um, I'm very disciplined. I'm like super on point. I love control. So I just thrived in that, which I know a lot of people can resonate with. They're like, I just do really, really well when I have a program and a plan. Um, so even though I did develop that binge eating disorder, I had such an empowering journey, like I said, that I really wanted to do it again. So when I stepped back on stage in 2015, I coached myself and I promised myself that I would do it in the healthiest way possible. So I learned everything you could about macros and peak week and water stuff and food and training. And I started as my personal training career. So it kind of all melded together. I did five shows as a pro and uh, what the learning lesson really from, from that little stint in that journey was um, I did way too many shows at once, even though I did it in the most healthy and holistic way possible. My mindset was so wrapped up in my body image and I really, really put so much of my self-worth and not really my placing, but just like how I looked and how I was doing. So how on point with my program was I, how, you know, how much did I push myself in the gym? So everything just kind of really became wrapped around that. So 2017 was actually my last show. I competed in London. And after that, the binge eating came back and I was like so upset because I had worked so hard and I did macros and I didn't restrict myself. But um, in the event of that happening, I started to just share my story online. So on Instagram and my community really came through for me. And I think I was one of the not one of the first people, but no one was talking about post-competition. No one was talking about how hard it is to love yourself after gaining weight. And I gained like 20 pounds in two months. So it was really rapid. Um, and I, I needed to heal. And so I set out on a journey to heal myself, to heal my body image, my food problems, uh, find balance, you know, be able to work out again without it feeling like something I needed to do. Um, and that journey brought me to becoming a competition coach. I didn't want to, but (laughs) everyone wanted to work with me after I shared like the post-competition stuff. And I really vowed to, um, coach my clients in a holistic way and to, um, you know, make it so that they become a better person after the show. So really working on their mindset and life coaching and personal development, um, versus just getting lean for something. Um, so that was all of 2018, 2019. And that brought me to getting my master life coach certification and really diving into life coaching, um, for, for women who really put their body image and their self-worth in their body. So that's kind of a long story. (laughs) No, yes, that's amazing. Um, and I think anybody that is a competitor can totally relate to all of that. And anybody that has dieted and 
seeing big results um, Mm -hmm. can absolutely relate to that as well, because I think this totally literally leads into why we're here to talk today. Um, What does happen after you lose X amount of weight, you reach your goal, um, you feel good, you look good. What happens? You can't maintain a caloric deficit for that long. You can't maintain cardio at a certain whatever amount you were doing to lose that much weight. Um, Tracking macros and meal plans are only sustainable for so long. So um, tell us how you incorporate all of this into the next step for women. Mm -hmm. Oh, great question. So you know, one of the foundations um, that I have when coaching, when coaching people is really education. So what I did was I brought a lot of education into my programs when it comes to nutrition. Um, I've developed different methods and habits so that they just learn how to have a lifestyle. So I really have shied away from macros. I think in the very beginning, I prescribed macros to all my clients. I just thought that was what everyone should do. And then um, from there, you know, I I realized it's more about your habits. Um, And so I've really taken away weight loss from my programs and weight loss becomes a byproduct of someone having a healthier lifestyle. And, you know, as of recently, I've attracted a lot of clients who really want to work more on their mindset and they've done the diets they've done the programs. They, they know what a macro is. They know how to track. They want to stop and they want to learn how to love themselves without losing weight. And so when it comes to that, what I've really found is really all about your perception of yourself. Um, when you lose weight, you become really hyper fixated on how you look, how your clothes fit, what your weight is that day. Are your abs poking out that morning? How do you look? Are your glutes getting bigger? Are you getting stronger? So everything really is focused around the body. And um, the first step to healing and recovery is going deep and figuring out why you think that being in a smaller body is going to make you worthy. Yes. Do you have any, um, I know you obviously don't want to give away your program for free right now, but do you have any um, insight into what those questions look like? Um, Because I'm genuinely curious about, you know, kind of what those first steps are to, because as a fitness professional myself and um, competitor you know, that is what you focus on. Um, all of those things you mentioned are kind of what you focus on all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you kind of break that mindset? What What are the first things you have people focus on? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is the question. So the first thing I do is uh, we develop different rituals. And one of those rituals is journaling. Um, one, when you're journaling, it's gives you an opportunity to tap into the subconscious thoughts that you might be having that are driving your actions. So there's something that I teach my clients called the thought model. And it basically means um, there's circumstances. That's just the facts of life, the circumstances, your body. Then there's a thought. The thought about the circumstance is what makes it positive or negative. Thoughts will always trigger a feeling. Your feelings will always trigger your actions and your actions will always trigger your results. So if you right now have a result of emotional eating um, and you just started your prep or you just started a diet and you can't stop having like those extra couple tablespoons of peanut butter, then we trace it all the way back to what your thought is. And the thought could be, you don't realize you're having these subconscious thoughts, but it's what's driving your actions. So that's with food, with body image. 
we really, what I really try to do is just get to the root of things. And so I have the client first start with journaling. I have a whole outline. I have 30 days to self-love and purpose for your listeners for um, a freebie download. So we'll put that down in the show notes. Awesome. Uh, but you first got to get really honest with yourself. And I call this working with your shadow. So shadow work is, is bringing to light the either experiences or the thoughts or just even the memories about ourselves that we might find very shameful and we might be very embarrassed about, but bringing those memories to the top and this experience and really journaling on them and getting really, really comfortable and vulnerable with ourselves. So um, Brene Brown, are you familiar with her? Yeah. Yeah. She talks about vulnerability and how that is like the the cornerstone of having compassion for yourself. So for the longest time I hated myself after post competition because I gained so much weight. And I was the girl who always had abs. I did shows back to back to back. And I looked amazing all the freaking time. And it was my lifestyle. So I was really, really mad at myself for doing too many. I couldn't learn to love myself and heal that body image struggle until I learned to love the experiences that shaped me. So um, when I talk to a client, it's different for everyone. You know, some people started dieting when they were like 12. Uh, Some people started dieting because their mom said something. Some people felt big at the pool when they were seven and felt like all the other kids were smaller than them. So whatever experiences that shaped you in the past, we have to like, you know, first bring those to light and then change the story about them. Because more often than not, you've created a belief system, like your thoughts, you've created a belief system and a story about this experience. And you made that belief your story. And so in order for us to reprogram your mindset around your body image, we have to get clear on what those stories are. And then um, the big step from there is forgiving. So can you forgive, like if you were that little girl at the pool, seven years old, and you just thought you were fat because you just, you just felt big. And um, I take my clients through meditation and we take ourselves back to that time and we talk to ourselves, you know, what, what did she need to hear? What did that little seven-year-old girl need to hear? Maybe your mom wasn't there to tell you otherwise. Maybe you didn't have like an open dialogue. And so uh, it's called the process of reparenting and reparenting yourself. And um, it's called inner child healing. I don't know if you heard of it, but uh, we do lots of that. And that's really what gets someone into a space of being able to love and forgive and accept themselves. And then from that place of active acceptance, being able to take that next step and change. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I, you know, I've heard and, you know, you see so much stuff online and everything about mindset and um, healing things from the past and all that, but actually hearing you go deep into specific examples and um, how the whole process works is totally interesting and fascinating and literally could benefit anybody. So that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, So once you break those barriers and you get down to the nitty gritty and you kind of have the breakthrough, um, how do you incorporate healthy eating and fitness without creating it with a negative energy around it? How do you start incorporating that in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that losing weight and loving yourself is mutually exclusive. So you can do both at the same time. Um, if you have gained a lot of weight because you've been binging, then we, we have to 
we have to really heal that and solve that because food and body image issues are always a deeper reason. They're, they're a symptom for something else. So um, say that you did a show and it's just been really hard for you to get back on your macros afterwards and you're gaining a lot of weight. Uh, we, we work on that. What is your relationship with food? Why do you feel like this food is going to, um, like what's the emotional restriction that you're putting yourself through that's forcing your body and your brain to, to want to binge and eat all of this today because you're starting over tomorrow. Um, so it kind of depends on the person, right? If it's a beginner, it's, it all boils down to habits. So one of the methods that I teach is called the one, four, three method. And it's one plate with four components, protein, fiber, fat, and carb three times a day as like your baseline. Um, start there, learn what a protein is, learn what vegetables are, learn how to cook in a way that you want to eat and that's healthy and focus on balanced meals. The balanced meals are going to regulate your blood sugar. When your blood sugar is regulated, your insulin's not driving up, which means that you're not storing tons of fat and you're able to use your stored body fat as energy. So we always start baseline and then we tweak from there. Maybe your body does better with no fats in the morning. Maybe your body does better with no carbs in the morning. Um, you've got to become a detective of your metabolism and figure out what works for you versus uh, just getting a macro numbers and you know making foods fit because it's Tetris and it's fun. I know it's fun, guys. Like I did it for a very long time. <laughs> Um, but if you want to learn how to have sustainability, then, you know, are you going to be tracking your macros for the rest of your life? Probably not. Um, use it as a tool. I think it's a great tool. You can do it for, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months just to learn about foods. But then from there, uh, really dedicate yourself to learning about like what your unique body needs. Um, so that's how I would do a beginner. And then, like I said, anybody struggling with binging, um, you know what a macro is. Like, you know how to eat healthy. It's all about getting down to what are the thoughts that are driving these actions that you don't like, right? So if you're not liking binging, then we got to figure out what that thought is. And if it is emotional eating, we got to figure out like what is driving that, that emotion. Is it stress? Is it sadness? Is it like restriction? Are you, you know, you just got to get down to it. <laughs> you can't ignore it. So um, this program, or, I mean, this whole program that you do, um, is this something that clients work with you ongoing or is it kind of a set amount of time? How, how do you really, I guess, sell your packages? Mm -hmm. A great question. Um, I haven't really thought about that. So a lot of my clients have been with me for like years now. So um, the uh, I've, I've pivoted my business, like I talked about, I was doing lots of competition coaching. And, um, you know, for those women, it's like, I make sure that self love is the foundation. Like if you don't have self love, then you can't do a show. So we it's a lot of like pre work. Um, but I have a group life coaching program that's called Mindset Makeover Academy. It's 10 weeks. So it's very um, intensive. It's two calls a week. One is a training call. And what I've done is I've taken all the life skills you could say to change your mindset from all or nothing to flexible, um, to uncover your confidence, because a lot of times, right, you start dieting because you're just not happy with how you look. And you think that being smaller is going to make you more worthy or more loved. Um, so, um, the program covers all the life skills on that. And then we have check-in calls weekly. So it's a group program. After that, people usually go into working with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so the biggest difference between like the group program is that we work on, um, creating a lifestyle. So no tracking macros, we adopt the one, four, three method, 
We also adopt the eat method, which I can talk about. Um, and you, you work on yourself. We journal, we work on our strengths, we work on our weaknesses. We really uncover the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back and that make you want to diet or make you want to lose weight. And then one-on-one um, -on -one coaching is just a little bit more personalized. So if, um, workout programs and um, nutrition really just is like, what's your focus for the week? And then, um, you know, what do we want to focus on this month? So that's kind of how my programs are structured. Awesome. Um, yeah. Tell me about the eat method. Yeah. Okay. So um, when healing your body image and when healing your relationship with food, the two methods are the one, four, three method and the eat methods. So the one, four, three method we talked about is more of like your, how to build your place. So that's like the intuitive eating portion. Like we got to have a tiny bit of structure. I think it helps a lot because sometimes intuitive eating is just so scary. We don't know what to do and we think we're going to eat everything. So that's your structure. And then the eat method is for your mindset. So EAT, the E stands for enjoy your food. Um, if you've got any listeners who are like past competitors and yourself, I was part of the no macros left behind movement. So I ate literally everything on my plate. I like licked my plate clean and, um, you know, I can't tell you how many pounds of basmati rice I ate. I think like at one point it was eating like 345 grams of carbs a day, like so much food. And so food just became this thing that I had to eat. And that was, you become a robot, you become, you get outside of your body and you forget how to eat things that you enjoy because things become numbers. So I don't care how healthy turkey and asparagus is, like if you don't like it, when you're healing, you don't have to eat it. And um, we accessorize. So you can accessorize your food by adding in little things. So maybe that's including a really good salad dressing instead of using apple cider vinegar. Maybe it's adding some real maple syrup instead of Walden Farm. So like those kind of things. So accessorizing your food to make it something you enjoy so that you feel satisfied. Because Gosh, you know, I think a, a lot of what drives binging behaviors is just dissatisfaction where like you eat and it's like you didn't even realize that you ate and you're not hungry, but you're like emotionally hungry to satisfy that thing. So um, a question to ask yourself is what can I eat right now that will make it so I do not binge later? Um, so when you're going out to eat, especially don't get the salad, like get what you want <laughs> And don't eat everything on your plate, like leave a bite of food. Like you're not, you know, you're not starving. Like it's going to be okay, which leads me into the A, that's abundance mindset. Um, so when you're a competitor, we've been on a diet, we live in scarcity. We have only X amount of food for this meal and for this day. And once you hit your numbers, that's it, right? Like you got to check in with your coach. You don't want to tell your coach you went over by five grams. So that's living in scarcity. And so the opposite of that is abundance. There's always more food tomorrow. You don't have to eat the whole jar of peanut butter today. You can always have more tomorrow. Um, you don't have to eat all the candy today. You're a grown woman. You can go to the store and buy another bag of candy if you really want. Like you don't have to eat it all today. So that is the hardest thing for people to wrap their minds around, um, especially after a prep, especially after a comp. It's like, but there's just not enough. And um, I think that's the hardest part. So with that, I asked them to leave a bite of food on their plate. I asked them to share an entree with a friend um, to physically 
share your food with your partner, would that be like your husband or your wife or your girlfriend? Like say, Hey, do you want some of my food? <laughs> You're laughing. It's so true. Like I was like an ogre on prep. I, you could not take a bite out of anything. I was like, this is my macros. You can't have it. So literally learning to share again is going to help you with your abundance mindset. And then the last T is three key habits. So write down all the rules, like every single rule that you have for yourself, and then pick the three that give you the highest ROI. So return on investment for yourself. Um, And then those are your three key habits for the day. And they have to line up with your goals. um, But they also have to be enjoyable and effective. So if they're not enjoyable, and they really aren't effective, like, you know, how many grams of sodium you're having a day, it's not really that effective, um, then they're not going to really take you anywhere. So one of my examples to give for that one, that's a little bit out of the box is when I was going through my stuff, I did not eat while standing up because I realized that a lot of the binging that was happening was like in front of the fit fridge. And so I made a commitment to myself to always plate my food, um, you know, stop eating out of Tupperwares, put your food on a plate, grab a fork, sit down and um, really be present and mindful. And that helped so much. And that's one that helps a lot of my clients. So that's the eat method. Oh my God, that is so good. All of that. I was just like on the edge of my seat, like you're speaking (laughs) to me like entirely and anybody else that has dieted or been in a cut or anything like that. That's awesome. Um, This is good stuff, you guys. Whoever's listening, like I'm going to tag all of um, Shanae's information in the details of this podcast. Go follow her because this is good stuff. This is quality content. Oh my God, I love it all. So yes. Um, Ah, I feel like I could just like listen to you talk forever. So that's, you're great. Keep doing what you're doing. Like you're helping people change their lives. That's awesome. Um, Well, we're going to kind of wrap things up here. Um, And I am scatterbrained right now because I like literally have so many things you just told me that like I want to save in my head. Um, So uh, Shanae, if you had any closing advice for somebody that's struggling right now to kind of um, stop. I think you're, my biggest takeaway from that is looking at food as numbers. What would be your number one tool that you would have somebody take away today? Number one tool. That's a hard question. Hard. I know you have so much good stuff. So many. Um, honestly, it would be to, to choose one thing because there are so many things you know, you could start with the one, four, three method and just focus on your plate and, and stop tracking and just, you know, follow that four components on your plate three times a day and just start there. Or maybe it starts with the eat method and you start to just accessorize your food. Maybe you still track, but you start to bring in those little things, feta cheese on your salad, really great dressing. Um, but whatever you do, I would say focus on one thing at a time. Um, there are, um, you know, so much great information on the internet. I have, I have a podcast. There's like all these things that you could do. And I think what holds people back is the fact that there are so many things to do that they get overwhelmed and they don't start. Um, I personally would recommend with the journaling. I think the journaling has, um, a really great impact, especially when you're consistent. So, um, I offer it as a free thing. People, journal and tag me. And, um, I actually had a girl on my podcast the other day who did the 30 days of journaling 
And it was so amazing. She's a stranger. I don't know her. It was just so amazing to like hear her story and how her perception of herself changed just through journaling. And she didn't think it was going to work, but she was like, whatever, like, let me give it a try. What do I got to lose? She never did a show, but she dieted a lot and she was on a meal plan and she was really, really hardcore about it. And, um, you know, when you gain weight, you just think that, man, I worked so hard for nothing. Like, oh, all my progress is gone. And to be able to change that perception of herself, I think had the biggest impact on her. And then now she's going to go into changing, like her focusing more like on her nutrition and stuff. So one thing at a time would be what my biggest advice is. Awesome. I love that. Um, so like I said, I'm going to tag everything of Shanae's um, on the details of this podcast. Um, we are going, Shanae is going to do a giveaway. So as we talked, did you kind of get something in mind or you just want to wait till we post and actually drop the episode to say what you are going to give away? Yeah. You know what? I think let's give away a free spot in my program. Um, so I do have a, um, I have a, whatchamacallit, I'm like blanking my words, a digital program. So it's like a course. It's a do-it-yourself course. Um, it's four weeks. It's called Reset, and Reset is an acronym. So you can, you probably can figure out by now. I love acronyms. <laughs> you do. And Reset is the the, the method, the process that I take people through, the R stands for reprogramming your body and mind. The E is um, eat like you love yourself and then so on and so forth. You guys can check it out. So we'll have that down in the comments or the notes. Um, so let's give away um, a free program. So just yeah. tag us in the podcast and post it on your story. And then I'll let Sarah um, pick someone. Yes. So we'll put all of that, all of those details on how to win that um, on Fit Girl Talk Radio Instagram. Um, it'll all be there. So, oh wow, Shanae, awesome. My head is just like exploding with all this information from you. And thank you so much for um, sharing everything that you do. And I hope that um, any listener right now that is um, intrigued by what you have to say, please reach out to her, contact her. Um, don't sit on it. You seem like somebody that's always willing to help, always willing to talk. Um, so just reach out to her. And uh, like I said, all of her information will be tagged. So thanks again for your time. Thank you. And last, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank our sponsors at Anytime Fitness in High Ridge, Missouri, where they strive to make healthy happen together with helpful, friendly coaches, thousands of welcoming locations worldwide, and always 24-hour access. All right, guys, please make sure to subscribe to Fit Girl Talk Radio and give us a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a great day, have a great week, and as always, just do the best you can out there, and I promise we'll talk again soon.